Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am one half of your hosts. This is Garrett. And joining me, as always, is Mike. We are the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, and we are bringing you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. I would like to thank every one of you for tuning in today. This is episode number 33 already. And what an episode number 33 turned out to be. Mike and I are so excited to share this episode with you. I'm not going to do too much talking. I'll let this episode speak for itself. Joining us today is an absolute legend when it comes to songwriting, storytelling, and Kentucky music. We are joined by the great Chris Knight. We would once again like to thank Chris for taking some time out of his morning last weekend to visit with us on the phone. The audio quality on this episode isn't exactly um, as great as some of our other episodes, but that's just because we had to do the podcast over a three-way phone call, and uh, the recording end on our end was just Mike holding the phone up to to his microphone on speakerphone. So it is what it is, guys. Um, Fantastic visit with Chris. Um, He's such a humble guy incredibly down-to-earth, and just a lot of fun to talk to. It's only right that we kick off today's show with one of those songs that uh, showcases Chris's incredible talent when it comes to storytelling. Like I said, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoy the episode. And kicking things off today, this song is titled Down the River. I was 18, my brother was 21 One Saturday evening When all the work was done We went down to the river Had some tried lines to run My brother Walter Had a fight the week before Knocked a boy named Wilson Through the pool hall door They said you don't mess with Wilson Unless you want a war I put the boat in the water And I made the engine run I loaded the lantern Against the sinking sun The river, the 
All right, we are here this morning. I think this is our very first morning uh, interview uh, with the legendary Kentucky country singer, Chris Knight. Good morning, Chris. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's, it's an honor. It's an honor talking to you today, and uh, we're, we're excited. Um, we'll pick your brain a little bit, but yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, Garrett, Garrett's here too. You can you can go ahead and Absolutely. jump in from from old Canada. How you uh, how you been holding up uh, down there, Chris? Is uh, just sticking around home lately with all this pandemic bullshit going on? Yeah, man, I'm uh, doing my thing except for music. You know, I live in the woods, standing in the middle of the woods right now. <laughs> and uh, just walked up a hill. That's why I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> oh, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing. I mean, 
Well, that's yeah. nice. Okay. Uh, what are you doing out in the okay. woods? Just some exploring? You're looking for arrowheads or just just out for getting some exercise? No, I, I've, I've been squirrel hunting. Squirrel hunting? Yeah. Get any today? Yeah, I was actually texting to shoot my third squirrel this morning. You know, call well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry to have video. I screwed me out of my third squirrel this morning. <laughs> Shit. Oh. God damn it. Sorry, sorry to interrupt that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't uh, kill you. That's all right. Crazy enough, Satan's in for six months. So. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. Um, yeah, so you're you're down in Kentucky, and, and uh, right? Yeah, you're still down there. Um, but. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Gotcha. Um, I think Garrett had a pretty good Kentucky question. Yeah, I guess we'll start off. I mean, uh, I would say, and, you know, you can jump in whenever here, but uh, I would say, like, your your love for, you know, rural life in your home of Kentucky really shines through, I find it, in your music. Yeah. Um, what, what impact does it have the people and, and the culture and, your way of life in Western Kentucky had on you as a songwriter? Uh, probably everything, you know. Um, yeah, I, you know, grew up five miles from, six miles from any town. And those two, one town I went to school in when I was a kid, grade school, uh, five, six miles away. And then there was uh, another town it was bigger. Mm. Uh, it was about 700 people wow. where I spent a whole lot of time. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's that's where I hung out, you know, on Saturday night, you know, get to go to town. And, you know, lived, uh, lived in the woods even then, you know. I mean, we, we were surrounded by woods and uh, lived on four acres. And, uh, yeah, um, I met a lot of people. Had a lot, you know, lot, lot of stuff going on. You know, <laughs> and just took stuff like that. Came from a big family and uh, just stories, things like that. And I'd take them and you know turn them into a song. Not necessarily all true, but uh, you know, embellish them a little bit. You know, just not. Things I did when I was growing up, and then later on, you know, when I was in my twenties, you know, I just I got to writing songs and just, you know, I mean, sometimes you, it's very hard to write a song, and sometimes you know you write one in thirty minutes, and you know you got something that you're gonna play on stage. That's the way that I uh, yeah. gauge my songs, you know. If I'm gonna play it, it's a good song. You know? <laughs> right. That's a good philosophy. That's, that kind of, I have a bit of a follow up to that one. That we'll start to talk about, you know, songwriting in, in a bit. Well, first of all, like, do you come from a from a musical family? Like, did your parents play music growing up, or some of some of your other family family members? No, uh, I think my dad actually, he played harmonica. Okay. In some little band when he was a kid in high school. <laughs> I think I actually got to be on radio or something, but he, okay. you know, it wasn't, there was nobody playing music, you know, except, you know, we had a turntable and, and the girl that lived in the house we moved into when I was six years old left a whole bunch of 45, you know. Uh, Mm-hmm. Marty Robbins from the fifties, early sixties, Ernest Cub, and you know Everly Brothers and things like that. And we'd listen around till I don't know what happened. To all those, it was uh, just a big stack of of those little I don't know what to call them. Were they are they forty fives? Yeah, singles. Uh, flip side. And, we got to throwing them at each other, so I don't know what happened to them. We just use them as frisbees. Yeah, I know. See if we just kick them in the wall, you know. <laughs> in the bed. Oh, so, yeah, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't know. I mean, I'd oh. love to have those now. But, uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I remember the Yellow Rose of Texas. Like, I used to drive my brothers crazy singing that song when I was six, seven years old, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as we got older, you know, we were listening to the radio and buying records and got a little better turntable and then, you know. Uh, Is that when you kind of picked up the guitar then? Was once you got a little older and kind of started digging into the radio? Yeah, I got, when I was 15, like yeah. When I, when I was 15, uh, my brother, I think, he was, he was working in coal mines and, uh, mm -hmm. he was working second shift and he would, uh, get off work and, and, uh, hang out till daylight, you know, and then, yeah. uh, I think he traded a bag of pot for uh, for his guitar. Oh wow, <laughs> a piece of guitar. Wow. And uh, I just I came on school one day. I was fifteen, and I started uh, started. Uh, I picked that guitar up. He was already going to work. Yeah. Picked that guitar up, and I probably stayed up for two or three in the morning. Just learning chords and stuff from Ernie Ball chord book with it. And oh, yeah. With the diagrams of the chords and just started playing. I just started uh, learning the chords and just got ate up with it. That's awesome. Yeah, you didn't have I had a uh, aunt who was, he was uh, married to uh, a guy that played. She was my, you know, probably one of my youngest aunts. She was married to a guy who played guitar and he would come to my grandmother's mm -hmm. on Christmas and play Johnny Cash song. You know, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty but, good guy. Uh, he's a pretty, pretty good singer. Yeah. That's, that <laughs> was, I was just, you know, oh. mesmerized. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. so you had... When I was a kid, you okay. know, and it just took a long time till I actually picked up a guitar and learned to play it a little bit and sing some. Right. And and then even from there, so you, you started playing at 15, and then it wasn't for another, what, 22 years until uh, you you got a, a record deal. Like, it's just crazy, uh, that, that journey of time, like you Yeah, said. Well, I got the record deal... I got a record deal in 96, yeah. and, uh, you know, we put the record out in 98, and uh, so, yeah, I was 36 when I got the record deal, but I, uh, I got in music business when I was 34, you know, April right. 1st of uh, 94 is when I, that was my last day at work, and I, he started writing songs full time. Wow. I put a living with a with a publisher. And and I know uh, I think I heard through the grapevine one of your one of your reasons for for getting into that music business, taking that step was uh, the uh, the great Steve Earle. Um, yeah, but that's that's really cool. Yeah, he's a big influence. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was he was probably why the reason I started pursuing it you yeah. know like i did yeah that's that's a pretty good reason if, if i if i say so myself um but and then um another one here and and this kind of goes into uh the song we're gonna play in the middle um is is a fellow kentuckian uh by the name of john prine um and on your on your last album uh I, and i know it's not the first time you guys have recorded together but um one of my favorites off of that album is, is Mexican Home, and we're going to play that in the middle um, because it's got both of yeah. you on that. So if you want to talk about maybe your relationship with John, um, maybe a little bit about this song before we, we play it, that would be really, really cool. Um, but. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I didn't know him as well as I would have liked to, but uh, I did a couple shows with him up in uh, – the Northeast, I opened a couple shows. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I had met him before then, but I did see him one time at a bookstore in Nashville, but I didn't want to bother him. Because <laughs> by the time I was getting ready to say, hey, <laughs> another guy came up, you know, and started yeah. getting in his ear, so I just backed off. And uh, but then I did these shows, you know, I got the, my manager knew him, and uh, he was up there with me. And so we hung out a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, did them two shows and, and got to play. Uh, he always had his opener play uh, Paradise with him on the encore. Yeah. And I played his old Martin guitar and, <laughs> and, uh, and sang, sang harmony with him. That's the only song I can sing harmony on is uh, Paradise. Well, that's anyway, uh, beautiful. It was paradise. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, uh, you know, I'd seen him at the airport every now and then, and his bass player used to play with me, Dave Jakes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, uh, so I'd see him at the airport, talk to him, stuff like that. And then I went and did that record and, 2011, 2012. Yeah. Uh, little victories. And, you know, I had that song. And uh, track, yeah. Ray, who was really good buddies with John, Ray Kennedy, he suggested, he wanted not, he asked me if I wanted to get John come down to uh, come down there and sing on that song. And mm -hmm. uh, I said, yeah. So. <laughs> He sent a he sent a recording to John and John liked it. He came down there one day and to Ray's studio and you know we hung out and John I, John sang his parts and yeah, it was great. You know he's yeah you know he's just like you think he is <laughs> right. You know you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean yeah. you, I know you're you somebody and you're <laughs> you're hoping. Yeah, you know, the third good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what the old was, saying? Some you know, people say, "Some people say not to meet your heroes because you might be disappointed." But yeah. that was an instant where uh, he was exactly as you imagined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But uh, yeah, that was a pretty much the extent of it. And then he came and sang his parts on Mexican Home, but I didn't get to be there uh, uh, I was on the road at that time and he was on a pretty busy schedule at the time so he went on down there and did his did his parts I gotcha well it's still an, an amazing song and, and that, that's a, a really cool uh, story or several stories that you're telling there um, with him and, um, but we'll, we'll get into the song here um, it's Mexican Home as, as Chris just said off of your, your latest album and uh, with with the great late John Prine. So enjoy this one, Mexican Home.
outside You could die in the living room Take the fan from the window Prop a door back with a broom The cuckoo clock is down to shut The windows feel no pain The air's as still as a throttle on a funeral train to see waiting for that sacred call that burns inside of me and I feel a storm of like new young talent in Kentucky you know like John R. Miller as you mentioned Kelsey Walden um what's your what's your take on that are, are you uh I mean a lot of them will uh, have said that you know you inspired them like you said Steve Earle inspired you and John Prine inspired you you you're, you kind of inspired this next generation of Kentucky music um 
I mean, are you are you in, in touch with a lot of those guys, or what? What do you how do you how do you feel about uh, being that that character for these uh, this next generation of Kentucky country artists? Well, I mean, I'm not really aware of that, but I I know Tyler and mm-hmm. Tyler Children. Right. You know, I've done. Yeah, he opened for me, and I I figured it's time he opened for me. Years ago, I'd be opening for him, so <laughs> I'd be opening for him for too long, and that's what happened. But uh, yeah, I was, uh, he's a good guy, you know, and I, I don't really, you know, I don't put myself up there as some kind of, you know, uh, legendary singer songwriter or anything like that. I, I just don't think about. Uh, that kind of thing, right? Or being the influence. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I appreciate that, and I appreciate people, uh, you mm-hmm. know, mentioning my name. And you know, a lot of the singer songwriters out there, uh, you know, I mean, it's if they're playing my song in a bar. I mean, if one of my friends sent me a Right. Video we got from his son. His son was in Southern Indiana the other day in a brewery, and a, there was a couple of guys playing guitar, and they were playing one of my songs, and he sent it to me. <laughs> you know, I love that. You know, yeah. uh, and and you know, like in Texas, a lot of those guys they they pretty much they helped me out a lot. You know, yeah. As far as uh, people getting acquainted with me. Not a lot of them, you know, not a lot of them uh, uh, caught on to it that much. But, I, you know, uh, it it just, I mean, they promoted my music is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know, helped help me out a lot as far as getting in front of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd still be doing the same thing that I'm doing whether it would happen or not, but, uh, you know, it helped out a lot in Texas, and I'm sure it helps, it helps in other places, too. It's just word of mouth. I mean, that's kind of the way I've, we built this, you know, where I'm able to have a career and go out and play music. Right. I used to be able to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, until yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be, people ask me what I do for a living. I, well, I used to be a singer-songwriter, <laughs> touring musician, you know. <laughs> I'm a squirrel hunter now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just on a temporary uh, leave of absence from the music industry. Right, yeah. I always told everybody I was going to disappear one of these days anyway, so <laughs> for a while. The disappearing came to you. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty easy. <laughs> then he had to leave home. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Leave home. <laughs> uh, one thing, one thing that stood out there is you said you don't picture, you don't think of yourself as like a legendary uh, singer songwriter that kind of thing. But then you also mentioned Texas, and I I don't right. know maybe this is just me, but I think you're pretty legendary when the state of texas the governor of texas names you an honorary texan in my opinion that's pretty legendary <laughs> but yeah that was i i enjoyed that uh, <laughs> uh, i'm 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 proud of that yeah you know i love kentucky and i think that's one thing that uh i mean everybody thought it was from texas when I, you know, they come to the show, right. and they're like in in denial if they found out I was from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, yeah, probably yeah. cause a few fights. You know, he ain't from Kentucky. He's from Texas. <laughs> but you know, I enjoy that. You know, yeah. And, uh, I think that's one thing maybe people. You know what I do? I mean, I'm not. I'm not a big entertainer. I write songs, go on stage and do the best I can, you know, and try to get the character of the song across 
the character in the song. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of what I do. It ain't like uh, uh, I'm just going out there and trying to be a big entertainer and get the crowd all worked up, you know, and stuff like that, which is nice when they when they do it, but uh, well, uh, that's just not what I do, and right. I think people appreciate the fact that, you know, I come from Kentucky, and, you know, probably ain't never going to live anywhere else. <laughs> well... I mean, it's it's a proud place to be and, from. And, you know, legend. the Texans, Texans have that same kind of yeah pride. I mean, you know, you right. gotta, you know, you don't love everything about every, you know, about everything about your state, but you know, it's still where you're from. Right. Um. Yeah, that's that's cool. And, and I mean, you talk about getting the character. Uh, across to, to your audience and that that's what you're doing on stage and i mean that's that's what you do best i mean in your songwriting and and i mean that's that's your strong suit you're not going to get up on the stage in skinny jeans and twerk like uh luke bryan thank god but uh yeah you you, do, you, you know your strong I, I ain't got nothing against luke bryan you know, <laughs> i'm not saying a word about it <laughs> my kids listen to him all the time you know so yeah, I'm just poking fun. <laughs> but, um. Um, do you have a, you know, speaking of your, you know, your songwriting and how proud you are of just storytelling and things like that, and how skilled you are at, at storytelling, um, do you have, do you have a specific, you know, method when it comes to sitting down and writing songs, especially story songs, or do you kind of just use you know your your life experience and your own and that kind of thing to inspire a song and then sit down with that idea or storyline in your head after having it for a while. Uh, you know, I do. It comes from all over. I mean, I'll be driving down the road. You know, like I was listening to John Boy and Billy, John Boy and Billy show, and one mm -hmm. morning I was on my way to to uh, Nashville to ride with Gary Nicholson and. They were doing a thing called Letter from Maria, you know, yeah. and thought, you know, that could be cool. That could be a good uh, um, opening line for the song. And I went down there and, uh, and uh, Terry to Gary, we sat down with the guitars, and I said, I got a letter from Maria, and he said, her English. Let's see. The English ain't that good or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, uh, as soon as I said that, and then we just went on. We wrote a song in probably an hour. Wow. You know? And I, I do that song, too. You know, like Cry Lonely is more like a pop song. And me and Gary wrote that, too. And it's, you know, I like doing that because I listen to a lot of pop music growing up, radio. Yeah. And I still like, you know, I, I like the old stuff, and I like some. I every now and then I hear something. I think, you know, the guys, the guy girls, really talented, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so it just comes from all over, you know. And mm -hmm. I have maybe I'll, I'll a lot of times it comes up with a character, like the song "Low Down Blues." Yeah, I just uh, I that's a character, you know. I was like, I was carrying him around in my head, and I just sat down at the kitchen table one night and started writing it, and it was just seemed right, yeah. you know. And then I got to work after I wrote that song. I was like, man, I don't know if I'll sing it. It's kind of a mean song, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My manager talked me into recording it. And I, I think it turned out really good. I, I, I played it a lot live. And, yeah. You know, I, it's been out of set for a while. Like, uh, I may work it back up. I think people would appreciate it. Well, when you can't play it live. Band, you know, once the band gets back together. Yeah, no kidding. Yes, sir. Um, 
I seen you guys had a couple shows scheduled for October yet, but fingers crossed, I, I suppose. But. Well, I've got uh, some stuff in September, and I haven't heard. I haven't heard whether that's uh, going to happen or not for yeah. sure. But uh, I think got it's a few in early September, and then got a break through the middle, and then towards the end. Yeah. You know, we just have to wait and see. If, and, if they're outdoors, that'll help. I think out, I, outdoor shows are, are more prone right now to, to to be a green light, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. Outdoor shows are great, you know, and uh, I think they will all be doing more of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because who wants to go inside and, <laughs> you know, and play for a crowd that's got uh, – Everybody's got a mask on, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not, that's not overly exciting. Seems very weird. <laughs> seems, yeah. seems pretty weird yeah. to me. Yeah, it's pretty weird for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I suppose that's a little, uh, yeah, little oppressive or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Some may say. Uh, let's see. Like a futuristic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Chris, have you still been uh have you still been songwriting through all through all this? Or are you just kind of enjoying some time at home? I wrote a song a not long. Oh, yeah, right. I wrote a song not long ago. Just you know, sit down pretty much wrote it and really I mean most of it in about an hour and then I went back and Added a few things and took out a few things. Yeah. And I haven't recorded it yet, but it's a 100% true story. Oh, wow. Can't wait. Right on. That is awesome. And I ain't, even, that. I ain't even got a name for it either. Wow. Just, just leave it blank. But I need to get with Ray. I need to get with Ray. The song with no if name. I can. <laughs> things I can call him up and go down and record it. Yeah. Oh, that's right on. That's some good news to hear, you know. I think a lot of people are, make, are writing songs like that, and I think that's going to be a, a big positive after all this is over. Is I think we're going to get some sweet music, and I'm glad that we're going to. It sounds like we got one coming from you, so that's awesome to look forward to. But, um, yeah, we are about at our time limit. Would you say, Garrett? Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, uh, we won't take up any got, more of your time. I do. I do have one. Really, one, really. I, I do sorry, have one question ahead. before we go. Um, that's not music related. I'm just curious, Chris. What's your What's your best way to prepare a squirrel to eat? Uh, fry it is my favorite way. Fry it. Bread and fry it. I bought some some kind of almond flour. <laughs> so today I might try that. I'm usually just using regular white flour. I might try that when I cook these. I got three from last spring. Yeah. Going out in the refrigerator right now. So right. I'll probably eat the old ones first. But, uh, hey, you know, that's, that's a good way making brother stews real good. And, uh, I, I mean, you can do about anything you want with them if you, you know, you cook them in a crock pot or pressure cooker and then pick the, pick the meat off the bones, you know, you can make tacos or whatever. <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite way is fried. Oh, you'll, you'll have to let me yeah. know how the, uh, the almond flour goes. I might have to try that on my next squirrel. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Said you'll have to let me know how the almond flour tastes. So I might have to try that on my next squirrel. Yeah, it's uh, I'm gonna try that. I think yeah. it's a little sweeter, but it's yeah. lower carbs and all that. I'm diabetic, and I got kind of got to watch it. You know, that's fair. Carbohydrates. Well, right. thank Chris. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning and and sharing stories. Um, man, is that's that's a great time. Um, but we really appreciate it. Um, well, thank y'all. I, I enjoyed hearing you a lot. So, oh, that's great. Thanks. You're welcome. 
You're welcome back anytime. All right. Chris, thank you so much. Hopefully you get a couple more squirrels on your walk back home. <laughs> but. All right. Appreciate it. All right, take care, man. It was All a real right pleasure. On. Thanks again, Chris. All right, y'all too. All right, we'll see you down the road. Yes, sir. You betcha, thanks. his 1997 debut album self-titled got a great music video for that one too you guys you go check that out on youtube uh but once again we'd like to thank chris for joining us here today um his website is chrisknight.net and uh be sure to head on over there they got all kinds of good stuff in the store you can keep up with what's going on with uh with chris next Hopefully him and, of course, everybody else can get back out on the road very, very soon. If you are a new listener, me and Mike would absolutely love it if you would take the time to go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Trying to pump those Instagram and Facebook numbers up. Um, But in all seriousness, we absolutely love all the support you guys have been giving us and... uh, be sure to join the conversation with us. Tweet at us. Comment on Facebook. Comment on Instagram. Whatever it is. We love hearing from you guys. And uh, 
we appreciate every little bit of feedback and uh, interaction that you guys give us on there. So keep it up. And uh, like I said, if you're new, feel free to jump in. And if you haven't done so yet, please take one minute of your time. Leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. It helps us out way more than you guys realize when it comes to getting up there on the charts. And, of course, that would mean more eyes and ears on our show and and down the chain, more people exposed to great country music and, uh, and the show. And after you've done that, we would absolutely love it on the weekends when you're hanging out with your buddies they love great country music like you do please tell them about the show tell them your favorite episode tell them that tell them about an episode that you think that they would enjoy and uh again tell them to give us a follow jump in on the conversation if you get the notion i will leave our paypal in the description of this show and we appreciate any and all tips that you guys are willing to give us Send us a DM on Twitter or scroll down to our pinned tweet and click on our little online store there. The online store is a little fucky because of COVID right now, so it's probably easier if you guys just send us a DM and uh, tell us what you want. We can hook you up, and uh, you'll probably get it a heck of a lot faster and a heck of a lot easier that way. We actually have some new t-shirt designs and some new hat designs that we actually can't release yet because, like I said, the store is kind of fucking us around a little bit, but... uh, We'll get that straightened out soon, hopefully, but until then, just uh, send us a DM, and hopefully, well, we'll definitely hook you up. So, Lots of great stuff still coming your way, you guys. Uh, we'll be releasing another episode Monday or Tuesday next week. Um, looking forward to you guys hearing those ones. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I am out of here. We will see you next time. <laughs>